Hello and welcome to Wallflowers in Bloom, a podcast where we share the joys and challenges of being introverts. I'm Jenny. And I'm Eric. Each episode, we share with you stories and antidotes that touch on how we prosper and thrive in a world dominated by extroverts. We also have guest speakers who share their experience and expertise on this topic and read letters from our fellow Wallflower listeners on how they cope and conquer. So grab your favorite beverage, settle in, and relax with us. Music is by Nate Johnson. Today we have Brendan here. Brendan, welcome to Wallflowers in Bloom. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's really nice to connect with other people, especially over different sides of the world as well. Where are you right now? You're in... I'm in Perth, Western Australia, so it's now 9pm. So okay. it's early for you and midday for Eric, I guess. For Eric. We've got all the time zones covered now. Yeah, we're yeah. covered now. <laughs> Truly international. So I saw your Instagram and I really liked the article where it was saying you were knitting away your anxiety, which I thought was really awesome. I crochet. I'm a super crochet fanatic and I had a bunch of stuff. I was like, I'm going to show a like anxiety blanket that I have. I just add on to it and add on to it as I need to kind of de-stress. Eric, um, in one of our episodes mentioned, I see you trending this anxiety blanket. And when I saw your post... Matches up. How big's the blanket now? It's a little bit taller than me now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to do something like that and just hang it on my roof. But then I think it would have weighed a few kilos. It's pretty heavy. So. It's almost like a gravity blanket. <laughs> you don't really need other people all the time. So it's yeah. something that you can just work on yourself. It's great to just have that kind yeah. of mindless knitting. So I got a little ahead of myself on the podcast. We have a little bit of a mental check-in where we just mm-hmm. kind of say how our week is going how we're feeling just to bring a little mental health awareness out there i mean the start of the week went all right it's only wednesday now last night i work in a hotel motel kind of thing and um just had a disgruntled kind of person come in so probably one of the most scared situations i've been in at work so I actually took today off. It was just intense. Yeah, so I kind of just took the day off. Before last night, it was going it was good. good. I could, yeah, chilling out. I don't mind work, um, but I always got my knitting at work just to try and calm me down and cool me off. And it's a family business. The knitting really does kind of just calm me down. It helps. Yeah. Aside from that, life's been pretty good, I think. That's... Yeah. What about you guys? I was going to say, just hearing you talk about the incident, I know for me, the energy is what's the most unsettling. That can stay with me for a while. So I can definitely understand. But my week is going okay. My most exciting thing in the last 24 hours is that I got my taxes done. Um, (laughs) That's exciting. I was nervous because my tax guy, I couldn't get a hold of him because of the time difference. And I've been going to him probably at least five years. Thankfully, we did get an extension this year because of the pandemic. Our tax time starts July 1st because we're halfway through the year. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So my taxes have just started. That's a big milestone, finishing taxes. I was saying to somebody earlier, it's like your barber, your favorite barber. You don't want to go to somebody else. And we kept missing each other. And then I was getting worried. And I'm like, I could go to somebody else. And I'm like, I don't want to go to somebody else. I want to go to Derek. I've been going to them for years. And they're like family even. 
No, they're not family, but we have a connection. How was your week, Jenny? I kind of relate to like the energy running into people with the different energies and just having to like shake it off. With a lot of stuff going on, it's hard to try and focus on yourself. I do feel for a lot of people, like I wish they did have the ability to be happy from a hobby or something like that. It's really fortunate that I have this and it's really grown. Even in the last month, it's really grown so much and people get so much happiness from just seeing a post or something, which is really rewarding but it's unfortunate that not everyone has that kind of little outlet that they can just be happy with how did you get started with the knitting well my mom was knitting me a jumper and i think i just found it interesting and something i wanted to give a go i guess and i just picked it up from there i was just starting off the real basics yeah and then the more i got into it the less she continued with it just because i kind of took over I was just casually doing it and she took me to the local knitting shop. Being a male, they kind of latched onto me and tried to like push me through it. And they were excited that there was a younger male kind of knitting. So I had that support network. That was the main reason that I kept doing it. Oh, that's really awesome. How many years have you been knitting? I'd say five. I was traveling pretty much from when I was like 21 till I'd say 24. And I was doing about six months at a time in Europe. So I wasn't really knitting during that i was just studying and just having a casual knit and just not really taking it seriously and then kind of stuff happened and i just wasn't happy at all so i just really involved myself in the knitting and then from then until now i just really started like gearing it up and really just putting all my energy into knitting but just since the start of the year that i've actually started doing proper designs and whatnot but um I think more healthy for me as a person to take myself away from a very social kind of situation. It was important for me to just kind of take myself back and just focus on myself and what I had a passion for and what made me happy kind of discovered itself. I thought it was interesting and different to start knitting and then it kind of helped me after that and that's why I've stuck with it. That sounds very mature, but it's good because I get from that too. There's a confidence underneath that. My opinion is that one has to be confident enough to go against what is expected. Yeah. Well, when I came back, I was kind of away for maybe four months or so. So I'd already not been in contact as much. You know, I still catch up with my friends every now and then that group of people, but I have a smaller kind of just one-on-one kind of friends instead of just going into big group situations. And that's partly because of like the anxiety and whatnot. So I like debating a lot just to try and build my own knowledge and stuff. I might sound mature and stuff, but I think it's just more grounded, less partying and stuff like that. And just talking to a lot of older people as well and just being happy. I've gone through that bit in the past four years. I mean, my aunt taught me how to crochet when I was seven or eight. We've kind of always been doing it. And it was everybody. It wasn't just me and my cousin Emily, it was the boys and the girls, and we all learned to crochet and to knit. And I think I just took it a step farther. And I think I'm the one that has taken it to like a whole new level. But in the past four years, I went through a separation and divorce, and then also realizing like the people that I was hanging out with or around with a lot were maybe not the best people for me and my Mm -hmm. personality. And then I built a whole new community for myself of people that I actually really enjoy and I mean doing this podcast like I am an introverted person but it's really nice to still be able to have my close-knit of friends and I think that's just a part of growing and a part of realizing where we're at in our lives it's just nice to accept 
what it is as well. Like people would probably say that I was extroverted or something, but I'd say like naturally I'm very introverted, but when I'm in a social group, but I do talk, if I am kind of comfortable in the situation, if I was to meet brand new people, I would be very standoffish. But as soon as I feel comfortable, then it kind of all comes out. So I know you had mentioned posts that you posted where you were running and knitting at the same time. And I think you also mentioned how, I don't know if this is okay to mention, but with ADHD, I know sometimes you have a lot of energy and then needing to do something. Does that help also with the knitting? Well, yeah, that's pretty much why I do knit as well. Because if I don't have something in my hands, they start getting really Mm -hmm. fidgety. Like I always need something in my hands. Otherwise I start feeling them really agitated I guess but yeah I do like to multitask as well it makes me feel a bit accomplished like I went for a run today and I only did 30 minutes but then if I'm on the treadmill knitting I can do easily an hour just hearing your story of how you have found ways to be comfortable in your skin I definitely relate to that and then too I'll have to say with both you like you knitting and you Jenny crocheting I did do a little homework and I went online and saw like (laughs) (laughs) crocheting and I was like oh I don't know if I'm coordinated for that it's a lot of practice but once you get just the basics of it it's very simple um and that's like what i want to preach to people who do follow me and stuff i don't want to be an inspiration because i find that your inspirations might be the people that are at the top of their kind of professional their game and you don't want to be looking up to someone that's it's unachievable to really get to that like if you said who inspires you and you said like lebron james it's like yeah well good luck kind of thing. So I I just want to be like very relatable and just more inspire people and not be an inspiration, if that makes sense. Like you don't want to scare someone into trying something because it seems really tough. So I think life's only as hard as you want to make it and keep it simple and try and involve as many people in it as possible and just teach people that it is as hard as or as easy as you want to make it. Well, what I hear yeah, is encouraging people. people to be on their level. Because a and lot of people okay do. To be yeah. On that yeah, a lot of people do message me and comment and say, wow, that's so amazing. I wish I could do this. And it's like, you literally could. You just need a little bit of confidence. Like I taught my friend how to knit a scarf and then her second project was a jumper. So it's just kind of you need that little bit of a mentor. And I had that support from the wool shop. I heard community when you got into knitting, especially being a man and and a younger man. Well, my vision was like these motherly women that just kind of surround you. (laughs) Yeah, my best friend, she's actually 49 and she's got a husband and two kids. So it's being a bit introverted. It is difficult. Like I'm teaching kids at school and it's really nice to just hang out with people that are just happy. And then the older people, they're the same kind of nurturing kind of thing and that's what I really enjoy but then I start getting a bit anxious around people my age because you never know if they want to knit or if they want to date so I know it's a bit self-absorbed or I don't know what the word is but I do get very anxious if I am talking to someone around my age because I get nervous as to what someone actually wants from me i've done the craft and crocheting kind of meetups too before mm-hmm. the lockdown and stuff and that was always really nice it was always really nice to be able to go and sit with people and just 
do something you love, take advice, give advice. It was always such a nice little yeah. like circle. Yeah, I really enjoy that part of it. I sometimes would go and just sit. I didn't feel the need to necessarily be like super talkative. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel criticized for not being because everybody's kind of focused in their own. Definitely. I, I think just reflecting on that, I was always the louder one when we started in the group. I was always the really loud one, really obnoxious one. But then the more confident I got, then the less I needed to talk. So when I started getting more confident with my knitting and just I had my best mate who was there as well, I didn't feel the need to talk as much and lead the conversation as well. When I do my crochet groups or my craft groups, nobody's like, why aren't you talking? Are you okay? <sighs> like everybody's understands like you zone in. I'm a social introvert. I love doing things and going places but socializing takes a little effort for me <laughs> i would have only done my first video call a couple of months ago like if you would have messaged me prior to then i would have been like delete 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 get rid of it come on quick. <laughs> but now it's like i've done it i do one thing once and then it's like okay cool now i'm not comfortable with it but i'm not so daunted with it well i have a I'm question fine. for you then because mm -hmm. uh, i know you have a youtube channel now and we've talked about it how do yeah. you build yourself up to do that well that's another one like if you go through all my page at the start it was all just my knitting because i didn't want things to focus on me i thought youtube would be good and videos would be good to kind of help people understand some of the issues that I was going through and just like who I am and whatnot. I think YouTube offers a platform to speak and people to connect and to listen. Way. Yeah, the YouTube kind of just came about just because I had to evolve a little bit. I'd like to get into it a bit more. Yeah. And I don't really want a following for the purpose that a lot of people want followings. I want a following for the purpose of educating. Eric and I have talked about doing a video podcast, recording the podcast and putting it on YouTube or... To talk to a camera as myself, I just realized that's an opportunity for me to not judge myself because I think that's the biggest critic is myself. I think being a male knitter as well and younger is super daunting at the start and just what people would have thought of you and like I'm comfortable who I am and I wasn't comfortable what other people thought of me but now and I don't know if it's healthy but the more I post on Instagram and the more positive feedback I get the more I'm like well yeah of course someone's not going to think negatively of me because everyone said positive things so like that's made me a lot more confident in being out in public and talking to people because I'm aware of the outcome kind of thing so I know it's not probably the best way to get confidence but the more I posted about myself I feel like it opened obviously not everyone in Perth has seen who I am but like a lot of people have seen oh this guy knits and they were positive about it so I was like okay if I go out in public then people know oh this guy knits so I'm more confident yeah. about that as well yeah but it kind of helped help you feel like I'm on the right path Brendan was saying like if you're true to yourself and you're true to what you really want to do you will attract that crowd they'll give you positive feedback and as long as you're doing what you enjoy and what you love and then back before i lost my train of thought i think also the instagram videos are so much easier to do but for me even yeah. that's a little daunting yeah but the more you do that the more you're just like okay yeah i was really shy before and 
I don't know. I just did it a couple of times and then it was like, okay, people are really supportive and I get heaps of messages. And I know when I ran across your page to see such a young guy doing this, I think for me as a woman, it's like, oh, well, yeah, girls knit. And so mm -hmm. it's kind of just like expected, but it's like, no, see, like even guys do it. Young guys do it. It's okay. Like At the start, I was more like, I'm nervous about all this. But then now I'm like, being a male knitter is probably the thing that got me to where I am with people really because yeah. if I was just a female and I was just going about my life just cruising along I wouldn't have gotten the same yeah. kind of response and attention yeah so I am appreciative of that now and I think as a male as well in this kind of hobby industry it's very like under represented in like patterns as well mm -hmm. and like we said before it is what it is and I would sometimes say, oh, where's all the male patterns? But now it's like, okay, that's good for me because now I can design my own patterns and that's really spurred on my designing because now I can start taking advantage of that. So it's really nice. My friend always like jokes, you know, that when your mates kind of take the piss out of you and just say, oh, look how many followers and stuff. I don't really know any differently. I still reply to everyone the same and it's just kind of grown like that. I think a lot of people are so focused on trying to build like a social media presence. And that's why I said to you, if you just stay organic and true to yourself, then you're going to get to where you want to be. Because a lot of people ask me, oh, how do you get a following or stuff? And it's just by being yourself and just being yeah. a good person and spreading educational things. And then it will just flow. The more you focus on something, I think the less it's going to happen. Um, and I did find that there was a stage where it was going up quite a bit and then I was like okay I really want to hit this target in a month but I just kind of feel like because it wasn't organic then it just didn't happen and the more I just was myself then the more people kind of connect with you as well each post kind of has a meaning towards it and a purpose as well and trying to encourage or something like that the more I posted about that people were appreciative of what was going on now, since you've been online, have you found a more male presence either online or in Australia? There are males that will ask me questions and stuff like that. But like I said before, with the inspiration thing, I don't want to be an inspiration. But also, I don't follow big accounts because I don't want to feel like I'm copying their ideas. So I don't actually follow too many, too many accounts or anything. So mostly just people who message me. That's how I kind of gauge how many male knitters and stuff. If I was to say in Australia, I wouldn't say a hell of a lot or many that I actually know because if I was to go at the shop I would probably say I've only seen a very small handful of guys that have come through the shop to buy wool there are definitely a lot of males out there but I haven't seen any in in the wild or in the public <laughs> but yeah like in the shop as well I've seen a handful so yeah. few and far between but on Instagram I mean the whole world is there so yeah there's a few yeah. some would wonder like oh this would be a great way to meet women is to be one of a few guys and then you mentioned earlier like, like having to gauge if it's somebody around your age are you interested yeah. because we both enjoy this hobby or is there more to it yeah I'm not great at dating or anything I've had mums come up to me in the shop they'll say oh my daughter this my daughter that and then the first couple I was like oh all right and then the next one you know I said a few more words and then I was like oh I should have said this so now the next time someone says oh my daughter I'll just be like oh here's my business card you know like something like that so <laughs> But, my yeah, personal a lot of numbers try and, on that. 
a little weird. A lot of people try and, um, yeah, set me up with their daughters and stuff like that. It's pretty funny, but I think they're all saying it in a bit of jest and whatnot. I wouldn't really use my hobby as a way to pick up girls. I really like that Jenny did reach out to you because one of the things that we wanted to focus on was positivity. I would think people would say that I'm extroverted, but I don't know if that's really who I am. I'm really like being quiet and I'm a bit of a contradiction at times though, because when I'm comfortable somewhere, then I just talk, talk, talk. Yeah, I think we've had this conversation. Is there a spectrum? Kind yeah, of. like a spectrum where it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not completely there. I'm over here. I know there's people who get super talkative when they're nervous. I tend to mm-hmm. kind of just shut down when I'm nervous. I think everybody just has their own coping mechanism. Anxiety definitely takes over for me and I do shut down at times, but then I also do talk a lot at times. So I guess it's just really case dependent and the environment you're in as well. Um, I think it's completely fine being introverted, but there still needs to be a point of not push yourself to the point where you're going to have a breakdown or an anxiety attack. But I do want to push myself to open up a little bit more and put myself out there as well, because I want to kind of help people. Like when I was starting to teach the girls at school, I'm teaching the boys next semester um, or term. It's at my mum's primary school that she teaches at. So that's an easy first step for me. Like I would never do this if it wasn't at a school that I knew. And that's just like a step for me and like putting myself out there and trying to educate people. And the girls love it. And the boys are really jealous that the girls get to do it. So (laughs) those are those little steps that I need to do to build as a person as well and to try and Mm -hmm. help people. Spread the word and just share your talent with others. I did do for my daughter's class. I did volunteer and I brought up just a bunch of yarn and we learned how to make little hearts and flowers and I just sat with the class. It was fun and it was just something fun to teach the kids. When I did my first video on Instagram or first live, it was with this lady called Marie. She's from um, Brazil and she's a crocheter. Her name's Marie Castro. She's got like a fairly big following, but she is like a pocket rocket and she's an incredible designer and everything. And then she reached out to me and then she just started talking and I was like, wow, firstly, she's pretty normal (laughs) or like what normal is. And secondly, like she's not as extroverted as it seems. And even we talk now, we've got another chat coming up next week or something. But yeah, she says that she's introverted and she loves just being by herself and not being out there and stuff. But if you see some of her videos, she's got a lot of energy. So kind of resonate with her as well she was talking about how she's introverted and like from first look you're like no way she's really comfortable with her crochet and with her community that she's built working on your passion really does make you more comfortable us doing this podcast has made me more comfortable and like reaching out or being more open about it more even comfortable in my own skin honestly being okay with myself being okay on how i deal with my anxiety and being more open about my crocheting and i'm an introvert person but when it comes to talking about my passion I can really get you know into it it's really daunting for Jenny to reach out to someone she doesn't know like me and then not know if she's going to get a response or something like that and I go through it as well but I'm sure it will give her a lot of confidence in the future it was a good example for me to challenge myself to do the same even when I came here to uh, Sweden because I knew I was going to do this but one of the things that helped me was social media and people saying that you just need to reach out you need to find the energy that Mm -hmm. You want to be around and I started to do that and people that I revere like you mentioned the woman in Brazil there's these two women that travel they're digital nomads and it took me a week to reach out to them because I was like they'll never respond but then they did, did they? yeah oh. and then they interviewed me yeah. like a few months
months later and I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's rewarding. And then now you feel the confidence to do it again. That's why I try and respond to everyone that messages me because I feel like if I was to message someone, it would be lovely for them to message me back. Sometimes people just say, hey, or like, I like what you do. You give them a little bit less because you can't give everyone everything. But also hitting little milestones as well, because I think I'm a little bit past setting up a market stall for my knitting because I'm heading in different direction to that kind of thing. I would love to do a market because you do get to meet a lot of people and then they spread all their positive energy to you. And it's really nice to get that from people. But people set up markets and they go, oh, it wasn't successful. And it's like, you're basing your success on money and I'm lucky I have another job, but you should be so happy with yourself and so proud of yourself for doing something that a lot of other people can't do. And then they base the amount of sales that they make on their patterns. And it's like, you should be so proud that you've written a pattern and some people don't have that confidence. Yeah. I try and say to people, you should be proud of yourself. And like for our podcast, I'm just so proud of us getting it out there. I mean, we're still mm-hmm. in the beginning. We're still kind of working. And I think that's part of everything. It needs to be remembered that I started it for my own mental health rather than to grow into a business. So I need to stay true to why I started this and any collaborations and stuff like that need to really still focus on me being happy as well. Yeah, I left a job that I was at for many years. And one of the things that I'm learning now is a job is a relationship too. And there's healthy ones and there's unhealthy ones. The journey I'm on now, it's not what I necessarily planned because I was initially trying to get back into the nine to five thing. But what I'm allowing myself to say now is what are my passions and how Mm -hmm. can I transition that into something that can make a living. But what you said earlier is just make sure that I remember at my core why I'm doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And then something I want to bring up around gender roles and then, of course, being an introvert and being a male, a couple of things that came out of a podcast we did with a couple of women, they talked about how they married men who were more introverted. And for me, that was the boost to my confidence because for years I kept saying, well, I got to be that guy if I'm going to be successful yeah. in the dating world. And it's like, no, or just be myself apologize if I'm reading into it, but I kind of hear that you're not doubting that part of yourself. But have you found that some people have challenged you with that? I don't know. My ultimate goal would be to be a stay-at-home dad. Like, I love cooking and stuff. I can't clean. A girl did message me saying, like, it's great what you're doing and, like, talking about masculinity and stuff like that. But I never really thought about that until she kind of brought it up. I'm not really a fan of those kind of males that are really stereotypical. I find I like hanging out with women because they're more nurturing. I just kind of have to accept who I am and stuff. I'm not a macho guy or anything. So whenever I said I want to be a stay-at-home dad, everyone's like, how's that work? And I go, well, it's just the opposite of stay-at-home mum, isn't it? Yeah, but what are you going to do for work? And I was like, well, working at home, aren't I? But now it's like I can actually have a job from home. But then you do have to find that woman that has her own kind of career Someone to balance you. I dated a girl who was very similar with me and it was intense, but she loved me knitting. I'm not going to say I was like a fetish or anything. Like she really loved seeing me happy knitting. Then I was seeing another girl and she's like, she got jealous of my knitting. So it's like, <laughs> oh wow. Eric mentioned it before, like if it does help me pick up girls or stuff. But if like I'm on a dating app or something, I get so many more people saying, oh, I like your knitting, da, da, da. And then I've actually connected with people and made genuine friends Mm -hmm. just from dating apps. Mm -hmm. 
who knows, like things could eventuate, but it's nice to take the thing away from dating and actually just share a commonality yeah. in a craft. It's a good time because I watched one of your videos. I think you were making a hat. Mm -hmm. And my thought was, this is a great first date thing because mm -hmm. you're not self-conscious about how you look. You know, you're not worried about like if I'm eating tacos or spaghetti, if it's getting all over me. If we're focused on this. I'm less self-conscious about the stuff at the end of the day that doesn't really matter. And that seems like yeah. it would open up dialogue. I actually did catch up with someone last week and she was like, yeah, yeah, bring your knitting. And I was like, okay, cool. And we just sat and then we just chatted and I was still knitting, but still talking to her. I've seen a lot of your posts. You have a lot of where you're at the park or outside and enjoying nature and enjoying the day while you knit. And I think that's really awesome. The reason I first started knitting in social was because a girl actually messaged me and she said, oh, I really like your knitting and stuff. And the way she talked to me was that she was very interested in the knitting and she was my age and she's pretty and everything. And I was like, okay, she's actually genuinely wants to catch up and have a knit. And we went to a pretty big park and it's pretty open. So there weren't many people and it was more comfortable for me. And she pretty much just said that she tries to message one person that she really admires or likes on Instagram or something a week and just reaches out to them and says, Hey, I really like your stuff. And Turns out she actually had a boyfriend. Nothing ever happened between us. And then it just grew from there. And now I'm pretty comfortable knitting in public. It was just that initial step. And she's very extroverted. And she was the one that kind of pushed me along. And I taught her how to crochet and stuff. That's one thing that I kind of want to do in seeing your pictures of like knitting outdoors. Like usually I'm in my backyard because I do get self-conscious about it. People, they're not as harsh as you think at all. Like they're very positive and they're very reassuring and stuff. And I think it's just that initial step. And once you get a few nice comments, you start to really build a bit of confidence and I was sitting on the bench and a lady goes, oh, you're that boy from the newspaper. The same article that you, yes, uh... you read. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> they actually genuinely get a lot of happiness and especially being younger as well. It encourages our yeah. generation, I think, a little bit more too. Well, my mum's an art teacher and my dad's. Uh, manual arts yeah. and my brother's very good at that as well and both my sisters are very good artists mm -hmm. and I am rubbish at art <laughs> this is just something I've taught myself people appreciate the crafts now and yeah. I think it is something that you can teach yourself as well like my family is very artistic but I never thought that I was no, well, I would yeah. think it's a sense of accomplishment I'm assuming that you're wearing your sweater and your hat yeah definitely for the average person <laughs> these days that's Always. a big deal we're used to going to the store and picking it off the shelf i don't know if you can see it but check out all so that's the all the beanies <laughs> so that's all the nba teams oh, okay. and then all the um yeah and then all the australian football teams as well it's really important just to give yourself time to actually enjoy something and yeah. develop that kind of passion for it i feel like sometimes we're pressured to just got to find something you're good at but you have to build what you're good at like with the crocheting like i've been doing it for years and i didn't start really developing it more until the past few years and also mm -hmm. i think i started doing it more to deal with my anxiety definitely it's when i started really getting into it it wasn't something that oh my god all of a sudden like i just picked this up and i could do all this no it took me some time and it took starting over and redoing things this is what's gotten me to this level 
is because of all of these mistakes and undoing and redoing that I've done. Obviously didn't see my recent Instagram story when I pulled out my latest project. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I just did the wrong size. Oh, okay. So at the start, if there was a mistake, I would just be like, whatever. The whole idea was to complete something and just get that real satisfaction of completing yeah. something. Because I was always that person in life that I'd read three quarters of the book and be like, nah, done. Mm -hmm. Or just never finish anything. Like you can see how many beanies I've finished and I have so many more. Like I have a couple of hundred beanies and each one of those ones is like a real good on you kind of thing. And I have heaps of jumpers. There's even a video. I think it might have even been my very first video. I was at the cafe restaurant and I finished this jumper and I was borderline in tears that it just produced. If you find the video, you can see there's a smile on my face and it's like legit. Like I had so much stuff going on and I had so much anxiety, so much pressure and I finished it and it was just like everything escaping my body and it felt like I was going to cry. Like I was so emotional and so invested in this thing and then I completed it. I mean, not each one of them gives me that much satisfaction, but the idea of completing something really pushes me because I was never that kind of person that completed yeah. things. It seems like when you're doing something with your hands, it's connected to your body, to your emotions, to your thoughts, especially these days we're so used to clicking or not even going through the process of mm -hmm. doing something. Somebody else does it for us. Yeah, not going to lie. I am that person as well. When it comes to my knitting, I'll do it myself, but I'd rather someone set up my business and do all that kind of stuff. I love cooking and doing those kind of things for me. But when it comes to like technology, I'm like, nah, I do want someone to do it for me. I'll give you the money. I really want to start knitting in other places, other countries and doing road trips and stuff That's like that. Cool. So yeah. And, and I've connected with a lot of people as well. Like if I'm in Sweden, I'd gladly like catch up with you yeah, or LA, you know, anytime. like stuff like that and collaborating with people over east and stuff i have the the drive to actually start meeting people that really do share that common element as well and passion yeah because really having that passion already kind of underlined and we already share that commonality and it sounds deeper than like oh what kind of music do you like or <laughs> or what do you yeah. do for a living and then you have to try and start finding that common element that you both share but like already having it really gives me security in knowing that we'll probably get along kind yeah. of thing. One of our previous interviews, we were like, small talk. We could not do small <laughs> talk. I'd rather have something in common that I can talk to someone and really like get into it instead yeah. of like, how was your day? It really takes something to hit home for you to understand and to realize what's important to you. And for me, my happiness is really important to me. And a bad breakup and stuff really kind of makes you center yourself and really think about what's important mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. It's like Lord Voldemort. That's where all my um, my lives are in my knitting and stuff like that. That's where it's all hidden. Yeah, I know I have a few pieces where I can actually kind of pick up and say, I was going through this when I was crocheting this specific piece. I can see my life. And when I had my daughter, I had these mm -hmm. little pieces that I had crocheted for her. And then as my life continued, like you said, some of my pieces have a lot of emotion because I made them while I was going through something. And because yeah. I feel like when I'm going through something emotionally is when I tend to pick it up more. And I hadn't noticed I was doing it until like recently. It was when I was like, this is my comfort. I come back to this. It's like a memory book without the pictures. It's good to just put all of that energy into something that you can look at. And that's the thing I love about knitting is that I can sit here and I wake up every day and be like, ah, oh, look at all my beanies. <laughs> look at all my jumpers. Like that's my beanie wall and that's my work of art. 
I'm a very um, driven by numbers kind so of. Just seeing something, seeing the product. Like, seeing something, definitely. And that's why I went on the treadmill because I was like, oh, I could do sit-ups or I could do squats or something. But seeing that I've done 10Ks or six miles or whatever, that's like, oh, yeah, cool. So I'm really driven by the physical. And just seeing the product. Yeah. I think knitting has made me much more introverted, but a much happier person. Like when you were talking about the negative stigma and stuff, I think just looking at a lot of people, they're so much happier, even though they are introverted. And I think the people who have that negative stigma are probably more likely self-conscious of their own self. I was probably a lot more extroverted, but I was depressed and anxious and all these other things. It's not wrong to be introverted or to be happy to be alone or anything like that or just spend some time by yourself and not have to be so loved by everyone. You just have to accept that not everyone will like you. That's what I accepted. Knitting's not going to argue with me. And I've met so many nice people through it that have made me so much happier. Your own feelings are okay because they're your own feelings. There is no right or wrong if it's something that makes you happy. As long as you're not hurting anybody or not hurting yourself, as long as it makes you happy, that's okay. With life, from what I've lived through, I have to make the choices for myself because I'm living with the choices. If I make a choice based Mm -hmm. on what someone else wants me to do, they can walk away, but I'm still here. I'm still living with the choice I made, whether it was for that person or not. So this is what we try to do. And if you need the validation, like we're here to give it to you because we're validating ourselves as well. What you're doing is great. That's the word we're trying to spread and trying to get out. Yeah. And I'm really glad that you came on here because I think you send that message as well. Yeah. A lot of positivity. Well, I hope so. Yeah, you do. I feel like I'm more of a realist than an optimist or a pessimist because I like trying to keep things in check. I think a lot of people do kind of pump up the positivity mm-hmm. to a point where they're saying stuff that's not realistic. You don't so want to a- pump up so much positivity that when it doesn't go your yeah. way or it doesn't happen the way you have imagined it, you have such mm-hmm. a big crash. The example of like, I'm going to message Brennan. If he responds, great. If he doesn't, that's okay. I put myself out there. I feel happy that I was confident enough to do this. I know now that the more people that follow me, the more aware I need to be of sending the right message as well and not blowing smoke at people's (laughs) behind. You know, like I can't be preaching something that's not possible and not achievable. And I can easily set people up for failure. And that's the last thing I ever want to do because I I release patterns and I release this and I release that. And you want to make sure that it's, going to have a positive impact on someone's life well thank you brandon yeah. for coming on here and talking to right. us yes, I, I had a lot of fun and i enjoyed sharing i finally got to talk shop with somebody <laughs> i know eric is probably yeah, well, like eric will need to take up a crown next time yeah <laughs> We're going to have a picture of Eric probably... on the subway in Sweden knitting or crocheting. <laughs> oh, that's brave. I don't know if I would do that. Well, the good thing here is no it's one brave, would bother but... me. Most people kind of taste self-contained here. It's lovely like talking to different people and trying to spread the right message as well. And you have your introversion podcast and being able to bring knitting into that as well is, is great for me. All right. Thank you, Brandon, for thank taking you. the time with us. No worries. We'll thank you for having you me. Later. We'll keep right. in touch. Will do. Bye-bye. Thank you for spending time with us. If you have questions or a story you'd like to share, email us at wallflowersinbloom 
You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at wallflowers underscore in underscore blue and search for us on Facebook under Wallflowers in Bloom. If you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and CastBox. Until next time.